It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys live in Indianapolis. I am here at the NFL Scouting Combine. Today was day one of the Scouting Combine, or at least uh, the kind of the bulk as far as uh, press conferences from coaches and GMs, whatnot. Uh, Ron Rivera, of course, did not speak today, but that doesn't mean there wasn't plenty of intrigue as far as today's press conferences. So I think that's kind of where that's where I'm going to focus a little bit to give you guys a little bit of insight on what what went down today, or at least this morning. I didn't stay for all the press conferences, and you know, obviously there were some that I missed because some coaches and GMs are talking at the same time at different podiums. So I tried to get uh, whatever I could, but um, I, I think I, I'm just going to this episode will just be me kind of sharing some experiences so far uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, yes, I did drive, by the way. We'll, we'll start with that. Um, as a lot of you know, I'm based out of Pennsylvania. I made the roughly nine-hour drive with a about a two-hour stop in the middle there to rest. So in total, it took you know about 12 hours between all the stopping and and whatnot and filling up for gas but in total the drive itself was about nine or so hours uh actually arrived in indy about 4 30 this morning or wednesday morning or or excuse me tuesday morning uh for those that um i know i'm sorry it is when i'm getting my days confused wednesday morning uh if you're listening to this say on thursday but uh i'm actually recording this from my hotel room so uh Apologies if there's a little bit of an echo, but um, yeah, we'll do what we can. I am I am hoping soon. I am thinking about getting a new uh, recording equipment, by the way, too. So that's that's definitely on the table. Uh, but so far, Indy's been great. Uh, got to the media workroom at about eight o'clock this morning. Uh, they had breakfast there, so got to eat a little bit and start prepping some of the articles I wanted to do. Like I said, uh, Ron Rivera speaks tomorrow, but since I also cover the Bengals a little bit, uh, Wednesday was kind of a bit of a Bengals day for me. I was able to do a mock draft for them, and I do plan on um, doing a Panthers mock over at Panthers Wire probably tomorrow along with the the notes from Ron Rivera's press conference. Um at some point, we're going to get the mock draft Mondays going back up here on the podcast, too. So be on the lookout for that, especially now that the draft network, uh, of course, with with all the guys that are here on the Locked On Network, John, Trevor, Kyle, Joe, uh, that mock draft simulator is up and running. So we'll be using that a little bit as well, along with fan speak. But uh, f- focused a little bit on the Bengals. Um like I said, there, were, there was all different ones I was able to go to. Actually, the, f- the first person, well, actually, by the time I got down into the, the room where they had these press conferences, uh, Brian Flores 
the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins, had already started his press conference while a bunch of us were waiting for Mike Mayock, who of course is now entering his first offseason, or first season rather, as the general manager of the well, I guess we could still call them the Oakland Raiders because the way it's sounding, they are going to play one more year in Oakland. So they are still going to be the Oakland Raiders for now. But Mike Mayock, uh, he was he was the first press conference that I actually took part in. And uh, obviously he talked a little bit about, you know, the, the transition from being in the media for all these years to now being a general manager now focusing on one team you know how he has to go from thinking like a thinking like the general manager of all the teams in the league uh, for us fans to now actually being the general manager and only focusing now on one team um, you know instead of looking at all the teams and figuring out who fits like the Eagles or the Panthers or whoever whoever the case may be uh, he's now focusing on who the Raiders are and what type of players the Raiders want. And it doesn't have to worry about any other team. Uh, they talked a little bit about Ed Oliver as well, too. And he, he kind of mentioned about, uh, he mentioned scheme, which is really interesting because Ed Oliver obviously is one of those players that I think is kind of uh, scheme independent. Uh, I think you can, just just about plug in Oliver, no matter what kind of team you are, and he'll be uh, he'll be very effective for you. The obvious comparisons, and everybody's already brought them up, is Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, he he kind of mentioned that as well. He you know he he didn't mention them by name, but you know he did say a certain player that's done well for the LA Rams or something to that extent. Uh, of course, being, you know, the undersized kick is Aaron Donald was the same way undersized when he went to the senior bowl, but then dominated the senior bowl and wound up being a top 15 pick. And now is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL and Ed Oliver, uh, you know, do, does he have the level of Aaron Don or does he have like Aaron Donald upside? That's tough to say, you know, especially with how dominant Aaron Donald is. But, you know, obviously the size is kind of the same comparison. But in any event, that was kind of – those are kind of the big things that uh, that, that they talked – that Mike Mayock talked a bit about. Uh, they did mention the quarterback position. And, you know, like any good general manager, he exudes confidence in his quarterback. He's obviously backing Derek Carr. 100% and made note that he's only going to be 28 in March. So still fairly young for Derek Carr. Um, then after that, I'm trying to remember because I'm kind of going off memory. Some of the guys that uh, we ran into, uh, but after Mike Mayock, the next person that I kind of took part in as far as their press conference goes was, as I actually bring up my videos to kind of help myself out, John Harbaugh, uh, head coach of the Ravens, and naturally kind of the focus of his news conference. And, you know, the first question is about Lamar Jackson. And, you know, of course, Harbaugh is raving about Jackson and how 
Jackson won them games and got them to the playoffs. You know, he's excited now for first full year of the season. Uh, I, this is where I got into the mix a little bit as far as asking questions, you know, maybe kind of changing gears a little bit, obviously, but um, as, as far as like, you know, what, what questions had already been done, but I decided I wanted to get Harbaugh's take on his two tight ends, uh, the two soon-to-be second-year tight ends going into this season, uh, Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, and he raved about the two of them. He is very excited for what they could bring in year two. You know, it was just glowing reports on the two of them. Uh, and then Eric DaCosta took the podium of course, now the general manager of the Ravens taking over for Ozzie Newsom, who had who had been there since the beginning. He was, I think, if I remember correctly, Newsom, I believe, was the only general manager that the Ravens ever knew. I think Newsom came in when the team had moved from Cleveland to Baltimore and became the Ravens. Uh, there was a little bit of talk on Terrell Suggs, who is a pending free agent. And as Adam Schefter reported earlier, Suggs does intend to play this season, what will be his 17th season in the NFL. Uh, and there, there is interest in, in terms of Baltimore bringing him back. So they talked about that a little bit. They, you know, they talked about team building things, stuff like that. I threw in a question about kind of the process and kind of how long it took with the uh, Tavon Young contract extension. You know, of course, he just signed a three-year deal, and he said that took about two weeks. Uh, so good in- input, and, and you could tell, you could tell, DaCosta is just very excited about. Uh, being in this position now for the Ravens and he even talked about how when he was a little boy, how he grew up as a Dallas Cowboys fan and would follow the work of Gil Brandt and Tech Schramm. And now he's pretty much in the position that those guys are in. Uh, caught a little bit about on Matt Patricia, not, not too much though. Uh, but I know Matt Derry, has already posted his episode, so you know, go check him out for a good breakdown of both Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, who I caught a little bit of him as well. Uh, one of the notable takeaways I got from Bob Quinn's press conference was they talked a lot about the tight end position, and it makes sense because you know there there definitely is a need at the tight end position. I mean, there, there's some young guys that. You know, we we kind of like these like development players, but a lot of the a lot of people still think that they they definitely need a tight end. And Bob Quinn didn't necessarily. And I mean, again, this is probably just classic general manager speak. But Bob Quinn didn't necessarily uh, debunk the possibility of not taking a tight end with the n- number eight pick. Um, you know, it's one of those, and even quarterback. Someone asked him about the quarterback position, saying like, you know, why would you take a quarterback at number eight? And Bob Quinn basically said, you know, some basically along the lines of, if the value is there, doesn't matter what the position. If it's a, it's if he's a player worthy of the number eight overall pick, 
he's going to be considered for the the number eight overall pick. And you know, when you when you look at the tight end position, uh, likely the if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Likely the only player you're really looking at that high. Because at this point, it sounds like he's getting a lot of buzz and could go top 15, maybe go top 10, and that's TJ Hawkinson of Iowa. Though you can't go wrong with either Iowa tight end, really, because Noah Font is a, a damn good tight end in his own right. Uh, then, then I got to see... Then I got to start the Bengals work a little bit because I noticed Duke Tobin had taken the podium. That was the that's the director of player personnel for the Bengals. Uh, by the time I got over there, uh, I think his press conference had already started because you know I'm sure they had jumped right out and asked about the John Ross rumors because if you guys had followed, if you guys have seen the news, the the rec- there was the recent news that the Bengals were. Reportedly considering trading John Ross, of course, their former first-round pick, the guy who holds the record for the fastest 40-yard dash at the combine with a 4-2-2. Duke Tobin vehemently denied those reports, Uh, and then they kept then they got into what his fit is going to be in this new offense, and he said. Uh, you know, they're still determining his fit. Same with a bunch of other players. There's, He said there's a lot of guys that are still trying to come in and find their niche in this offense. And John is one of those players. Uh, but he basically shot down the rumors because uh, he, he basically said we've had no discussions on John Ross. So obviously things can change. But, you know, if you take his word at face value, then John Ross for the foreseeable future will be with the Bengals. And then, you know, they talked about a couple other players and a couple other things, but that was really the big thing as far as Duke Tobin goes. Then came the fun press conference and that was Steelers general manager, Kevin Colbert. And obviously the Antonio Brown drama and naturally about 90% of his press conference was, about Antonio Brown. The big takeaway is that uh, Colbert is basically resigned to the fact that they're likely going to trade Antonio Brown, but only if it benefits. He kept he kept reiterating and kept kept emphasizing that they'll only do trade if it benefits the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course, he was asked about you know where he could trade them. And he said, ideally, you'd like to trade them to a team you're you're not really going to play. And I I think we've pretty much gathered that, ideally, if the Steelers trade Antonio Brown, it's going to be to the NFC. Uh, I had said, I had thought either the 49ers or the Packers. It turns out 
when they talked to a couple of the 49ers guys, uh, actually, namely Kyle Shanahan, because uh, I wasn't there for Shanahan's press conference. I was doing some work, but uh, apparently Shanahan said the 49ers were not one of the teams that had called, that either had called or had been called uh, about Antonio Brown. But ideally, obviously, they want to trade him to the NFC, but he didn't rule out keeping him in the AFC. He said, you know, if you trade him within your division, you have to balance, you know, the return he's going to get versus uh, the fact that you're going to play him twice a year. Um, but for the, for the most part, it definitely sounds like they're, they feel like he's, he's pretty much gone. Of course, Le'Veon Bell's name was mentioned a little bit as well. And then he brought up the fact that James Conner played well and Jalen Samuels played well. So, you know, Colbert, I think is, I mean, it's one of those things where you're obviously trying to save face. You're not really trying to tip your hand. You're you're trying to be as positive as you can in this in this sense. So, you know, he's kind of saying the right things, uh, but also still giving us a little bit of information, if that makes sense. Uh, and then Zach Taylor took the podium, new coach of the Bengals. Uh, talked about his offense. Talked about um, you know Andy Dalton. Talked about you know there there was a mention about the fact that he basically had has literally just found his defensive coordinator. Uh, so he was asked if that's going to hold hold the team back. He said not necessarily. Uh, they they are still looking for a linebackers coach, but it sounds like that deal might get done very soon. I asked him about some players he's excited to get to work with. And he said he likes the mix of veterans and rookie or veterans and young players on this roster. Uh, he's excited about Jesse Bates. Uh, he had some pretty good things to say about when I asked him about Malik Jefferson and Jordan Evans, two of their young linebackers. As we know, it's certainly a clouded future for Vontez perfect and, Probably about 90% of the mock drafts you see now are pegging LSU's Devin White to the Bengals. So linebacker is definitely going to be a position to definitely a position of interest for the Bengals. Uh, then caught Dave Gettleman a little bit. So there's uh, the Panthers. There's the Panthers connection. Uh, before I noticed Zach Taylor kind of did a did another little press conference on the side. Uh, but the big note from, because Gettleman takes to the podium and he just starts yapping, you know, saying like, uh, don't, don't ask me questions on like negotiations and timelines. I won't answer them, you know, things to that extent. And one of the big quotes we came away with was he said, we didn't sign Odell to trade him. Obviously, there's been some rumblings recently that Odell could be on the trade block, namely a team like the New England Patriots, who reportedly went hard after him last year. But that's what Gettleman said today. We didn't sign Odell to trade him. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Then got a little bit about a little bit of Bruce Arians of the Buccaneers. I'm sure raving about Jameis Winston. Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. Got a quick bit from Sean McDermott. Uh, then, then Freddie Kitchens, because I wanted to see a little bit about the AFC North, too. I figured, you know, with the Bengals, and I might do a piece for Bengals Wire in a little bit about uh, kind of notes from the rest of the AFC North. But, uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens, I, I didn't realize what a southern drawl he has, too. It was, it was quite interesting. But um, obviously, obviously there was discussion on Baker Mayfield and – more notably, obviously the the signing and looming suspension of Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kitchens made note that Hunt, uh, you know, they're, they're working with Hunt to give him the help and support he needs. Uh, he also spoke pretty highly of Nick Chubb, who we expect to be the, the starting running back and could very well keep that running back job, even when Kareem Hunt comes back from suspension. And then the two Eagles boys, Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson took to the podium and they were the, the last ones I saw before I took off to the media workroom to, to do some work. And very early in Howie Roseman's press conference is where we got the breaking news out of Philadelphia today in that the Eagles will not place the franchise tag on Nick Foles. Uh, Howie Roseman basically said, uh, you know, they, they are going to let him be a free agent. He said he was the team was lucky that in the last couple of years they've had two top 15 quarterbacks and Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. But again, he basically came out and said they're going to let Nick Foles be a free agent because, of course, there was the possibility that they were going to tag him and maybe trade him. But that will not be the case. So Nick Foles, as how. As Howie Roseman confirmed today, Nick Foles will become a free agent. They will not place the franchise tag on him. Uh, I think it's now a foregone conclusion, like how the Redskins just got a third-round compensatory pick for Kirk Cousins signing with the Vikings. I think at this point it's a foregone conclusion that the Eagles will get a third-round compensatory pick in next year's draft for Nick Foles. And Adam Schefter is already coming out and saying that Jacksonville – the team that I've been saying this whole time, he's saying Jacksonville right now is the favorite to land Nick Foles. And like like I said, I've, I've been I've been saying that for weeks now. I said if if I think Nick Foles is going to go anywhere, it's going to be Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, the quarterback need is there, and he would be reunited with John D. Filippo, who's now the offensive coordinator of the Jaguars. And then Doug Peterson came out and. Obviously, some talk on Carson Wentz because there was some Carson Wentz talk as well, namely the article that came out a few weeks ago that supposedly said Carson Wentz is a bad teammate and this, that, and the other thing, you know, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, Doug, they obviously defended Carson 
uh, there was some talk about Nelson Aguilar and Carson, you know, Doug obviously raved on Nelson a little bit. There was, uh, there was talk on Rodney McLeod and how he fits the scheme and why, you know, the reason why they would re-sign him. Uh, so was, there was a lot of good nuggets, I thought, throughout at least those early press conferences. And, you know, like I said, I, I was in the media workroom for the rest of them. But, you know, check out – even check out, like, the Draft Network because they went and did recaps of all the press conferences from Wednesday. So it was really neat. So you can go there and see what, say, Andy Reid talked about or – uh, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, uh, Jason Garrett. There, there was a lot of good info in the in the later portion, and then of course tomorrow is kind of the second half, if you will, of the of the press conferences and GMs. And like I said, uh, Ron Rivera will speak tomorrow, so certainly I'll be catching that and giving you guys some of what he said and you know some takeaways a little bit of what Ron Rivera talked about uh it's not really it's really only in the morning because most of the guys spoke today uh so not many talking tomorrow uh it starts with nine o'clock with John Gruden taking the podium and then we'll see Sean McVay at nine fifteen. John Dorsey at 10, and then 10.15 is Ron Rivera. Then at 10.45, we'll have both Brian Gain, the GM of the Texans, and Brandon Bean, another former Panthers connection there, GM of the Bills. Uh, 11 o'clock, you'll see Brett Veach, GM of the Chiefs, and Tom Telesco, GM of the Chargers. 11.15 will be Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Vikings, and Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Chargers. And then it wraps up at 11.45 with John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers. And at noon, Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seahawks. So that's the Thursday schedule, at least for the coaches, because the players then start to meet with the media Thursday afternoon. Tomorrow it'll be the... I believe it's the running backs and specialists will meet with the media, particularly the running backs, since they have their on-field workouts on Friday. And then Friday will be uh, quarterbacks, running or quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends meeting with the media on Friday. They have their on-field workout Saturday, and you know you can figure out the rest of the schedule for uh, lineback. D-line and linebackers, and then defensive backs. Now, I'm likely only going to be here for the Thursday and Friday media sessions with the players because I'm probably leaving here on Saturday. Uh, But, you know, certainly we'll have a little bit of info. And, again, I'll be at least getting most of the coaches and GMs. So that's going to be fun to look forward to. Uh, That's kind of... Uh, I guess kind of my experience and, you know, what I, what I learned, I guess we'll say from the, uh, from the day one press conferences here at my very first 
combine. It's still still kind of surreal that I'm here, but it, it's awesome. But um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your listening pleasure to. And remember, if you have a smart speaker, tell it to play Locked on Panthers. Um, it definitely helps me out or play. tell it to play Locked on whatever podcast you enjoy listening to. Uh, So that'll do it for this edition. We'll see you tomorrow to talk about Ron Rivera's press conference and some other highlights from the rest of the action on day two here at the Scouting Combine. So until next time, keep it locked here on Locked on Panthers with me, Bill Rossetti. We'll see you next time. Take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.